It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to In The Field, a new podcast by IB Times UK. Each week we talk to journalists and stringers, activists and authors about the global stories that matter. I'm here with Callum Patton, our senior foreign reporter, and with Colin Randalls joining us today from France. Colin spent quite a long time at the Telegraph and now writes for us and for others about French uh, politics and other matters over the water. So, Colin, how is it all going over there in France? I mean, what, what are people, are people talking about it a lot? And kind of what's the feeling on the street about the election? The presidential election is in an absolute uh, state of chaos. We have the mainstream parties seemingly uh, lagging behind uh, Marine Le Pen from the Front National and even Emmanuel Macron, who's hardly known a year ago. And um, we have the revelations about the payments that the mainstream Conservative candidate, Francois Fillon, made to his wife and children, which were ostensibly for little or no work uh, in, in response. So every day brings a new revelation, allegation, defence of position. It's almost impossible to keep track of everything that's going on there. We should probably get this out of the way early because I understand, and people have said to me, that even however bad it gets with the other candidates, that Marine Le Pen would struggle to win the second round. She might win the first, probably will win the first, but in the second, she possibly won't. So how does that work? Why is that? She's definitely ahead in the polls, although it has to be said that the polls had a wretched year and can't be taken um, without a, a, a severe health warning. However, I suspect she will win the first round or certainly get into the second round. Conventional wisdom is that whoever stands against her in the second round will win because the French will either come to their senses and reject uh, what many see as an extreme right, racist, anti-Islam candidate and because there's a sort of uh, comfort in, in, in the status quo so that 
uh, although Macron, if it were Macron, uh, is new, uh, he's at least, he re represents conventional politics in a way that Marine Le Pen does not. If it were someone from the Conservatives, Fillon, or if Fillon f falls on his sword, Alain Juppé or someone else, again, the vote would, would tend to drift towards that person, perhaps just to stop Marine Le Pen or insufficient numbers to stop her. Because this happened before, didn't it, with her father, am I right? Absolutely. Uh, Jean-Marie Le Pen uh, stood against uh, Jacques Chirac in, in 2002 and uh, he, he, the socialists were in disarray then as now and the, uh, the, the, the runoff between Le Pen's father and Chirac um, went according to the scenario I've just described, whereas even people who did, didn't particularly like Chirac turned out in large numbers to vote for him. Uh, the anecdote at the time was wearing nose pegs, and Le Pen was trounced. It was 82 to 18 percent. Uh, that won't happen this time. It'll be a lot closer, but again, conventional wisdom and the polls suggest that whoever stands against uh, Le Pen in the second round would still comfortably win. I mean, it is, it's difficult, isn't it? Callum and I have covered the American election. We covered Brexit. Every time everybody's kind of expected, you know, these things not to happen, and then they did. I know someone very close to the um, far-left candidate, uh, Jean-Luc uh, Mélenchon, who campaigns for him, knows what, what electioneering is about. She has been telling me for two to three years, Marine Le Pen is the next president of France. And she holds that view. I spoke to her recently. She still believes that Marine Le Pen will win. So it would be foolish to rule out altogether the possibility of, of another turn-up, another setback for the pollsters, another slap in the face of the establishment. What's really surprised me about reporting on it in the, in the last few weeks is um, how close the parallels in the race have been to uh, what happened in, in Brexit, with Brexit and the referendum here, and then with the election of Donald Trump in the United States. The comparison is almost facile, but it's also, it's also so true. You have this kind of populist right-wing candidate who's whipping people up, and then also the kind of the accusations of sleaze against the, um, against the establishment candidates. So the number of scandals that have come up just just recently against Fillon and against Macron and how damaging. You're kind of wondering how many body blows these guys can take even if Fillon continues to run and isn't replaced by Juppé, whether, whether it's kind of already finished for him. Well, uh, first of all, you have to say that Marine Le Pen welcomed both Brexit and the election of Trump and hopes to profit from the same uh, anti-establishment uh, sentiment that uh, led to those upsets for the polls, the, the predictions. It also has to be said that, Le, that Le, Marine Le Pen is in the mire over finances as well. There, there is talk of um, possible proceedings on the financing of the previous elections. There is almost mirroring the uh, experience of Fillon allegations of... Um, there are allegations of the use of fictitious employees... Uh, in Brussels, where she's a, and Strasbourg, where she's a, an MEP, and um, she's a long way short of being able to claim to be whiter than white, although the whiter than white analogy would perhaps suit her. 
But it's but again, the, you know, the kind of the the Trump analogies abide because this was a man who was able to say virtually whatever he wanted and not get hit by anything. Whereas for an established candidate who has to present themselves as whiter than white, and this is of course what Fionn did. This was his platform was that he was Mr. Squeaky Clean and he was going to be fiscally responsible. And 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 the kind of the irony that this man then turned around to have it would appear allegedly to have paid. Uh, paid people uh, in his family for things that they never did. You can see that damaging him a lot more than anything similar that would be levelled at Le Pen. It certainly does damage him, and uh, Le Pen is able to uh, ride on the, uh, the, 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 the sort of the thesis that we're, the, we're always under attack, we're the underdogs, the establishment's out to get us, it's all a plot. Um, but why should it be any more a plot in her case than in Fionn's case? Uh, Fionn was undone by good investigative journalism. Le Pen has been undone by the uh, European Union, the European Parliament's uh, uh, inconvenient uh, desire to enforce rules. Mm. And I think it it is difficult for her to present herself as squeaky clean in those circumstances. And it could turn out that what will determine the outcome of the of the election is the least bad option. My own brother-in-law, Frenchman in Fiance city of Le Mans, uh, told me today that he's been shaken by the revelations of Fiance. He's a traditional Gaullist, i.e. Fiance voter, and uh, would normally not be seen entering any other vote than for the uh, what used to be various Gaullist parties now called Les Républicains. And uh, he he will still vote Fionn, he tells me, if Fionn is still able to stand. Uh, for the mere, better, the best of a bad bunch. It's interesting that you have this perspective having been, been in France, because one of the criticisms of us as journalists when we were in, um, before Brexit, was that we kind of all sat here in London and we listened to our liberal friends talking about, you know, how we were all going to vote Remain. And then when the rest of the country voted Leave, we were really touched, shocked by that. Now, I wonder, is, that, is there a similar thing in France with the media? I mean, is it... And, and being that you don't live in Paris, you live out on the countryside, I mean, do, do, you, do you find that people... There is that disconnect in France as well? There was. I think there's much less now. I think that there was a presumption that the uh, two-party system would prevail and Le Pen would always be knocking at the door but never quite make it. Uh, but the momentum's been gathering in support of, of Le Pen over the last few years. I've been to rallies of hers and seen the intensity of uh, support for her in the provinces. I live in an area where Front National colleagues of hers do well traditionally in elections without making more than occasional inroads in terms of becoming mayors or taking council seats. You have to look at the the, the support for Le Pen as, as a two-edged sword. You have the northern part of France where people have lost jobs, um, are impoverished, uh, have suffered from the austerity uh, programmes forced upon the French, and they instinctively would have voted socialist in the past, but have been let down in their eyes by the uh, uh, Socialist Party. And then in the South, you have more retired people, better off people, who are frankly fed up with the rising immigration and what they perceive to be the problems that has caused. Mm. And it would be wrong also to assume that Le Pen has succeeded solely because of the way she's tried to de-demonise her party, make it feel like a party like any other. 
um, rather than the party that her father um, founded and, and ran for so long, um, which was unashamedly racist, uh, anti-Semitic in terms of his pronouncements, which he's been punished in courts. Um, people who support Le Pen continue to support his daughter, even though the daughter and the father fell out and she ha had him removed from the party. Mm, it's a fascinating family story, really, in a lot of ways. What about um, what about terrorism? Because, of course, you covered the aftermath of Nice uh, for us um, and others. So, I mean, how, how much of those awful attacks of the last few years had an effect on Le Pen's support? It's a cliché that each attack um, by Islamists in France plays into the hands of Marine Le Pen and her party. Uh, but there is an element of truth in it, obviously, because she is seen to be harder on Islamist uh, extremism than the, the other parties. The other parties have felt obliged, and particularly Les Republicans, the Conservatives, to adopt some of her rhetoric to reassure their own concerned uh, voters. Security is a huge, huge issue. Immigration is linked to that in people's eyes, rightly or wrongly. And it is difficult to avoid the conclusion that Le Pen profits from what uh, Islamic State gets up to. Mm. I mean, Le Pen says, and it's, and it's even more unusual for France than um, at least... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax... And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Appear to be at the beginning of the referendum campaign for for Brexit, but she wants to remove France from from the European Union. Does that again play into a security concern, or is it just a broadly more nationalistic sentiment that she's tapping into? It, it, it seems like France is kind of one of the central main players in the EU. That that would be mm. that, that would be a fringe opinion even amongst her own supporters. I would say it's it's still a minority view. Um, France did come very close to. Uh, a breach with Europe in a referendum a few years ago, but I would say that the majority still hold to the the ideals of the EU, although they share the concerns which to a large extent drove the Brexit vote about open borders, about, again, immigration, the EU's abject failure to cope with the influx of immigrants. And she, she does profit from that. Uh, she's seen as harder on issues of immigration. She's seen uh, as someone who will actually act as well as simply uh, pontificate on the issue. Against that, there is the feeling, well, what responsibility, what experience of office do these people have? And it's pretty 
minuscule. They've got a few MEPs, a couple of uh, uh, deputies in the French uh, Parliament, and uh, some mayors and councillors. It doesn't add up to a huge fund of experience and wisdom in office. And the question must be to what extent the French will overlook that and, as you hear often on the streets, give the extreme right a chance. That's interesting, of course, because the French system isn't like ours. Um, Le Pen wouldn't form a government, would she? No. uh, Immediately after the presidential elections, we have parliamentary elections. And you would expect Le Pen, if she has done well in the presidential elections, to do well again in the uh, legislatives. But she won't do well enough to form a government. She won't do well enough to, to win more than a higher number of seats than she has now. Could give her the balance of power. If the if if the voting went in a particular way, but the socialists are in such disarray, that it's difficult to see past a comfortable win for the for Les Republicains, Fillon's party. Although it wouldn't be tainted with Fillon because it would be the the entire um, party standing for election, and uh, probably a hefty uh, minority representation for the Front National. So Le Pen couldn't take France out of Europe. She has pledged to hold a referendum and I'm not entirely sure that she couldn't in the end prevail on that but it would be interesting, it would depend on the composition of parliament, it would depend on lots of other things Yeah, it would provoke a bit of a constitutional situation, wouldn't it? Although France is is quite accustomed to having what it calls um, a cohabitation cohabitation, uh, whereby the president is from one party and and parliament is is um, has a majority from another party. It happened under Chirac, it happened under Mitterrand, and that wouldn't be in itself uh, unusual. I do want to talk about um, Macron, so I will make this a quick one, but um, the other really interesting aspect of all of this is where Francois Hollande fits into it, because he's just... I think it's amazing that the guy's the sitting president and yet nobody's talking about him. He's, he's been a complete failure, I guess. Unfortunately, he has the lowest approval ratings of any president in living memory. He has appeared weak. He has appeared indecisive. Uh, He was saddled with um, all the promises he made uh, before his election. It's become a cliché in France. Moi, le président de la République, I will do these things. And he listed 16 uh, things he was going to do, many of which have not been done. And he will vanish without trace, I fear. He he gives the impression of being a decent party bureaucrat who was best suited to a regional role and uh, was promoted beyond his uh, level of competence. Well, let's talk about Macron. Really interesting bloke. I have to admit, I was when I saw he was a potential leader, I was very kind of buoyed by the fact centre-left, a young, uh, real antidote to someone like Le Pen. So, yeah, what does everyone else think of him? I've just been on holiday in Myanmar and watched a French tourist of about 23, 24-year-olds walking through the airport, holding a loft and reading every word of of a Macron book. Uh, He he has gripped a certain type of French person uh, very, very strongly in the campaign. He's come from sort of nowhere. He was, he was, uh, he's never been elected to anything. He was a co-opted uh, minister in uh, Hollande's government, had been Hollande's advisor on economic affairs. 
was ostensibly a, a socialist, then decided he wasn't a socialist, and is now campaigning as a centrist, as you say, uh, neither left, neither right. The reason he has appealed to people, it goes back to the this resistance of the, of the establishment, that people see him as a breath of fresh air. They've had centrist uh, candidates in French elections who traditionally uh, flatter to deceive and uh, get nowhere in the end. Macron just seemed to make an immediate impact. Meetings packed out, media talking about him day after day. My far-left acquaintance says he's the darling of the media. Uh, it's as if he's the saviour uh, for, for France. And yet he hasn't a programme anyone has d discerned. Uh, it's meant to be revealed in, in detail at the beginning of next month, but no-one knows quite what he stands for, except that it's not quite what the others stand for. And... Uh, it's all expressed in very vague terms of, um, oh, yes, I'll be dealing with taxation and uh, monetary policy and uh, the environment and uh, labour law and so on. But uh, we await with bated breath the, 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 the flesh on the bones. I think the, the the media darling point that you that you uh, that you bring up is really is really interesting with him because he is now he's now the guy to beat in the election and it was kind of all, inevitably as Fion Star fell his his rose because the, they're the establishment choice but you can see now the um, the FN now saying but he is the media darling he's part of the of the media elite that have got that have got us into this into this mess in the first place and and and, and attacking him in w with this kind of playbook that I've mentioned before and you have um we haven't mentioned um this scandal but the origin the origins of it are kind of murky that he he had had a, a homosexual affair with a with a with a radio owner and since then his um his party chairman has come out and said well we've been the, we've been the victims of um of russian fake news in the in the way the russians were able to kind of sway the us presidential presidential elections i would be interested to know where you think for where you think that kind of the germ of that of that fake news came from the the scandal but then also how he how he appeals to his base and to the kind of voters that you've described without further alienating himself from i don't know blue collar workers in northern france of, of the type that you've described well traditionally the french don't give a hoot about the private lives of their politician political leaders they can get away with a great deal of adultery uh, of uh, sexual shenanigans without the French really taking it too seriously. It's, it's in some ways quite a healthy tradition of uh, making the distinction between what a person's capable of doing in political life, public life, and what he or she gets up to in private life. I suppose, in the end, uh, if, if someone has been the victim of fake news or can plausibly claim to have been the victim, that will play in his or her favour. So... I just personally wouldn't attach too much importance to it. He, his appeal, Macron's appeal, is to predominantly younger, employed, perhaps professional uh, people who are fed up to the back teeth, as everyone else, with the failures of successive governments in France but, and want a, a, a change. But see in, in Macron something to believe in, even though the detail of the the project, the Macron project, is so flimsy at this stage. I don't think he's been damaged by uh, fake news. He may even uh, benefit from it if, if, if it can be argued that, that he's a victim. 
And for argument's sake, we'll just cover this now, but if, if this does resolve itself this week, but in terms of the allegations against Fionn, can he weather them, do you think? Fionn is trapped by his own previous image of being the squeaky clean, irreproachable, slightly dull, safe pair of hands. He himself said a month ago or so, uh, in relation to Sarkozy's, the uh, former president Sarkozy's legal difficulties, who could ever have imagined General de Gaulle in this situation of being criminally under investigation? Now we find that Fillon potentially is criminally is under criminal investigation, and um, the facts are largely undisputed. The, the payments were made. Mm. The question is whether they were made dishonestly enough to warrant criminal charges. It is difficult to see how a man can... You look at his agenda, and it's pretty thin. This is... We're within a couple of months of the presidential election first round, and Fionn is already looking a slightly distanced figure. Uh, can he get back from it? Yes, if there were an announcement that he will face no charges, that there's no evidence to justify prosecution, he will then continue, build upon the support he has now, which has diminished but has remained perhaps more solid than might have been supposed and hope to pick up votes from Macron and from, from other candidates and resume his uh, appearance of the safe pair of hands. This, that's how my right-leaning relative, relatives or relatives by marriage in uh, Le Mans see it and, and I suspect that's how it will be seen in the country. But if it goes against him... Uh, we are then left to wonder what what is the plan B for the mainstream Conservatives. Alain Juppé said at the outset of the affair that he would not take his place. He then modified his position that if there were to be charges, he might consider it. And uh, everything's up in the air. Mm. And that's why I said at the outset that the election is a complete mess. Well, thank you both very much for coming on the podcast. You can check out Colin's articles if you're listening on ACAST. They will be uh, linked. You can also check out his articles on ibtimes.co.uk. And Callum will be covering the elections or the run-up to the elections for us. Um, so check out the website for that too. Thank you both very much and uh, see you next week. Take care. Mm-hmm.